Signs of a fracture are obviously tenderness, loss of function, deformity, swelling, bruising, and crepitus. X-ray, you want to do two views of each suspected fracture and joint above and joint below. If you have a negative X-ray but you still suspect a fracture, you can splint the limb, repeat the X-ray down the track, or escalate as you want. Signs of union after a fracture. So the complications of the causes, sorry, the signs of non of union after fracture are trabecular continuity across the fracture site and bridging callus. The causes of non-union are inadequate immobilization, excessive destruction, loss of healing callus, avascular necrosis. What are the complications of casts? Ignore. What are the associated soft tissue injuries seen with fractures? You get neuropraxia, vascular injuries, or compartment syndrome. What are the basic principles of reduction? Disimpact the fragments, re-establish length, re-establish alignment and stabilise the bone in position. What are the signs of a base of skull fracture? Bleeding from the nose, throat and ears, raccoon eyes and post-auricular bruising. What are the features of a malar fracture, which is the zygomaxillary complex? They are swelling of cheek, circumocular hematoma, subconjunctival hemorrhage, palpable step in the infraorbital margin, Flat malar eminence when viewed from above, paresthesia due to infraorbital nerve injury and loss of function. For examination in suspected malar fracture, you want to exclude blowout orbit, check visual acuity, check diplopia, exclude high femur, and make sure there's no retinal hemorrhage. Management is to refer and don't blow your nose. Features of a mandible fracture include swelling pain, deformity, inability to chew, malalignment of the jaw, drooling, and submucosal ecchymoses in the floor of the mouth. Investigations in mandible fracture include getting AP views, natural oblique x-rays, and an OPG for a global view of the mandible. First aid management of a mandible fracture is to check the patient's bite. Remove free-floating teeth and retain these. Replace a bolster subluxed teeth and immobilised with a four-tailed bandage. Reduction method for a disimpacted jaw is to sit upright with the head against the wall, wrap hanky under both thumbs and lift over lower molars, grasping the manual. Thrust firmly downwards towards the floor with the thumb and rotate manual upwards as the thumbs rotate downwards. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
C-spine fractures. So excluding a C-spine fracture, you want to use the Canadian C-spine rule, which is the first bit is, is there any high-risk factor mandating radiography? So if any of these are yes, then you need to image. And they are age over 65, dangerous mechanism or injury, or sensory deficit in extremities. Dangerous mechanisms would include a fall for more than one metre or five stairs, axial load, i.e. diving, an MVA greater than 100 k's an hour, rollover or ejection from a vehicle, MVA involving recreational vehicle or bicycle collision. Uh, if any of those questions are yes, you need to do imaging. If no, uh, is there any low risk factor allowing for the safe range of motion assessment? So simple re-end MVA, sitting position in emergency department, ambulatory at any time, delayed onset of neck pain, absence of midline, cervical, spinal tenderness. So if all of those are yes, or some of those are yes, um, you can go on to actively rotate the neck right and left, and if that's yes, no imaging is required. So any low risk factor. So if there's any of, if there's not any of simple rear MBA, sitting position in emergency department, ambulatory at any time, delayed onset, and absence of midline cervical motion tenderness. If there's not any of those, you need to do imaging. If there is any of those, you go to rotating the neck right and left, and if that's yes, then no imaging is required. Assessing the C spine and CT is that you need to see all seven vertebrae. The stable thoracolumbar fractures are compression fractures, less than 50%, loss of height, minor fractures, and laminar fractures. The treatment of stable uh, lumbothoracic fractures are rest of the firm, rest with a firm to hard bed for 10 to 28 days, followed by a brace. Unstable spinal fractures are a burst fracture. Shearing fractures or partial or complete paraplegia. Management of a coccyx fracture involves analgesia, manual reduction per rectum, giving a rubbering to seat on, giving a cushion to seat on, and exclusion of excision of the coccyx if there's persistent discomfort. Treatment of a clavicle fracture is to use a St. John's elevated sling for three weeks. You can use a figure eight, of, figure of eight bandage for severe discomfort, early active exercise and active shoulder movements after that. So you use a collar and cuff only for fractured shaft of the humerus. You use a broad arm sling for fractured forearm and fractured scapula. You use a St. John's high sling for fractured clavicle, fractured neck of humerus. Sublaxed, a, sublaxed AC joint or dislocated AC joint and sublaxed sternoclavicular joint. The treatment for fractured scapula is a broad-based triangular sling, early active exercise. So grades 1 and 2 of AC jointlet dislocation are a partial separation, which is just a tearing of the AC joint and ligaments. Grade 3 AC joint dislocation is a complete tearing also involving the coracoclavicular ligaments. Treatment of an AC joint dislocation involves analgesia, St. John's arm sling, mobilisation, compression bandage, 
for grade three AC joint dislocations for three weeks, and you might want to consider surgery if it's a dominant shoulder or if you have employment restrictions. Treatment of a forward sternoclavicular dislocation are a sling for two to three weeks and surgery only for painful or chronic anterior SG joint, SC dislocation, so sternoclavicular. Two methods of reducing anterior shoulder dislocation to the kosher and Hippocratic methods. The kosher method is to elbow flex to 90 degrees and hold close to the body do external rotation of the arm while adducting humerus across the body while applying traction. Rotate the arm medially. The Hippocratic method is to apply traction to the outstretched arm with counter traction from a stocking foot in the medial wall. Post-reduction treatment of shoulder dislocation is complete if the hand can rest on the opposite shoulder. You confirm it by x-ray, put an arm in the sling for two weeks, Avoid any combined abduction and external rotation for three weeks and do pendulum and circumdiction exercise after immobilization period is over. Causes of posterior dislocation include electric shock and seizure. You how to reduce a posterior dislocation? Apply traction to the shoulder at nine degrees of abduction with the elbow at right angles. and then externally rotate. A Bankart lesion is the avulsion of the anterior inferior cap capsulolobular complex. Treatment of Bankart lesion is arthroscope anterior stabilization. Treatment of fractured surgical neck of humerus is a triangular sling, pendulum exercises in the sling, and then returning to full activity in 8 to 12 weeks. Fracture of the shaft of humerus is to treat it with a collar and cuff with the elbow flexed to 70 degrees. You can use a U-shaped hanging cast or a slab for extra gravitational effect. Management of humeral intercondyle fracture is referral. So types of fracture in or around the elbow in children include super, supracondylar fractures, fractures of the lateral humeral condyle, fractures of the medial humeral condyle, fractures of the head of the neck of radius, and the management of all those is to refer. Red flags in supracondylar fracture are ischemia, so having pain in the forearm. How to reduce a supracondylar fracture. Hyperflex the elbow during traction after the lateral displacement is corrected. Then you immobilize and collar and cuff. The fracture of the lateral humeral condyles are bad because they cross the distal growth plate. Features of fractures of lateral humeral condyle are pain and swelling without deformity. They're commonly overlooked on x-ray. The Salter Harris classifications are S-A-L-T-R 1, 2, 3, 4. So S is something like along it, A is above it, L is lower, and T is through. R is reduced, so compressed. Treatment of the D 
dislocated elbow is to apply traction to a flexed elbow, allow to extend to approximately 20 degrees, and then put collar and cuff in for two to three weeks. Fracture of head of radius in adults is elbow at right angles and use a collar and cuff. A Montegia fracture is a proximal fracture of the ulna with dislocation of the radial head. Always needs urgent referral. Treatment of a Collie's fracture is to reduce under anesthesia. Flexion 10 degrees, ulnar deviation 10 degrees, and in pronation, and then apply a, apply a Collie's fracture cast to that. So flexion, ulnar deviation, and pronation. Problems associated with a Collie's fracture are a ruptured extensor pollicis longus, stiffness of all the joints, regional pain syndrome, and discomfort around the radio ulnar joint. A Smith fracture is a fall onto the back of the hand. The lower fragment is flexed and impacted on the upper fragment. Treatment of Smith fracture is to extend 10 degrees, ulnar deviation 10 degrees, pronation and cast. Features of, frac of scaphoid fracture are pain on lateral wrist, tenderness in the snuff box, pain or clicking on movement of the wrist, pain on axial compression of the thumb and swelling around the snuff box. Treatment of stable undisplaced fractures is a scaphoid cast. If you suspect a fracture still but the x-ray is normal, you can do a CT or an isotopic bone scan. And features, features of scapholunate dissociation is the Terry Thomas sign on x-ray, which is a gap between scaphoid and lunate. The scaphoid rotating into the vertical position, the pain on wrist on dorsiflexion and median nerve compression features. That's it for fractures. Here we going.